Hello and welcome to The Two Tones, starring Tony DeBolfo. Hello, Tony. And Tony Moclair. It's great to have your company. It is episode Mike Fitzpatrick of The Two Tones for 2017. It is indeed. The Rhodes Scholar himself. What a great player for the Carlton Football Club he was. Indeed he was. Now, um, Tone. What a weekend. I know it's always fun to quote Frank Thring, especially at the top of an episode, but um, much to take away from the game. Uh, um, uh, Could have won won it. We were up by 10 points at one point. Well, we were, Tony, and it was rather exciting going into the final change with that that lead and anything was possible, wasn't it? And certainly to that stage of the game, the Carlton players had really taken it to Melbourne and Melbourne... Uh, look quite um, jittery mm. at, uh, around that period of the game. Yes, they steadied. Yes, they uh, you know, did what they had to do in the finish. But gee whiz, um, for for you, for me, and for a lot of Carlton people that saw that, mm. you can't help but come away feeling truly buoyed by what mm. you're seeing as this group of players under Brendan Bolton evolves. Yeah, well, this is the thing. We're talking the second week that a lot of these guys have even played together. There was intensity there. There was shutting down of Melbourne's ball movement because they can move. There was a passage of play where they moved the ball with Hawthorne-like precision. Yes, and I that, think... that was in about the first quarter, and then it was back to Carlton just suffocating that ball movement. Absolutely, I thought their uh, transitional play out of the back half was fantastic. Mm. You know, the, the Carlton's capacity to switch play to you know the far wing. Work the ball around and, yeah, and back in. Yeah. Really seemed to catch Melbourne off guard. And uh, full credit to the uh, our our defensive group too for really putting putting the clamps on Melbourne. You know, I don't think that um, that uh, really they, the the demons got a clear run into mm. their, their forward fifty. And full credit to that defensive core for being so tight knit in the way they they performed. Uh, there was so much to like, Tony. Um, uh, full credit to the youth. I think oh, it's the yeah. youth of this team that are really standing up for Carlton at the moment. Um, Name names, Tone. Well, you know, you you don't you can't go past Marchbank and yeah. Plowman in defence. Uh, you know, um, the, the the players are gelling so well there at, at the moment. Um, um, also, Wietering, of course, you know, Jakob Wietering, Jakob. what can we say? Can I mention my favourite moment of Jakob Wietering? Go for it. When the, the Lewis's hit on uh, Crips, which decked him, um, um, I, I don't know if uh, time trials have been done, but I think Jakob covered about 40 metres in under three seconds. He did, he did to, uh, and to it was magnificent. his own. Yeah, he d- you're right, he defended his own and it was, you know, touch one, touch all. I, it was a bit of the CFMEU in it. <laughs> it was lovely to see that and that was noted, Tony. I had the great uh, fortune to speak to Jakob Yittering after the game mm. and uh, and I alluded to that moment. He said, well, one of our fellas was uh, was decked. Yeah, You've got to down. go and fly the, fly the flag. And if you have a look at um, who went in at that time, you had players in there like, you know, well, Jack Sil- Silvani was, was in right there. in the eye of the storm. And Matty Wright, who had such a great game, was right in there too. And um, I think that was just magnificent to see um, the current players bound together mm. in support of uh, one of their fallen. And it was just one of the many, many positives that, you know, we could take out of that particular Carlton game. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, believe that the it was the young players that really led the way for, for Carlton. Mm. Um, there were a couple of costly turnovers in the finish that really, yeah. really hurt 
our cause. And that, that was from senior players as well. Well, I mean, well, there was, that's you true. know, the Doherty rundown, which yes, was unedifying. It was. But, you know, there were so many things to take away. We, you know, we mentioned Matthew Wright. Uh, Matthew Wright, of course, bobbed up with three goals. Very, very clever, creative forward. Yeah. A hard nut, too, and a smart player. Um, has been nominated for goal of the year. Yeah. So all Carlton members and supporters are urged to uh, jump onto the website and vote for Matty Wright's goal. Yeah. Uh, a great goal it was. I'd, I, we, I would urge just closing the counting then because nothing's going to beat that <laughs> goal at all. Very true. I'd also like to allude to the bravery of, of Jack Silvani and particularly Dale Thomas. Now, Jack got one of the back pretty early yeah. in the piece, came off, had to find his way through the pain and came back on and... Uh, put his hand up for the club. Dale Thomas was put in that unenviable situation of running the same way as, uh, as the ball. Yes. Took that almighty hit that really left him hobbling on on the uh, on his wonky knee. But uh, and I think he went down to the uh, down to the rooms probably for a jab. Came yeah. back on and really lifted the team. Mm. He took that telling mark in the pocket and oh. set up that goal to Armfield. And I think he really served as a catalyst for for Carlton lifting the tempo because if you look back to that period of the second quarter, particularly the third, mm. they that was Carlton's greatest moments yeah. of, the, of, of the afternoon. And um, he's been under enormous pressure, mm. Dale Thomas, obviously. And um, I think with the whole world, you know, uh, looking, mm-hmm. he really delivered when he had to. And uh, well, a great mark and a, and a vital goal right on the siren at the end of the second quarter. So imagine the feeling going into the rooms. Carlton knew they were still in it, and you're right; it did kind of set up the third quarter, which was a ripper. Well, it was, it was, and you know, I, I just think you know we can take so much away from it. Again, again, you know, there's another unsung hero there. I'd say also Sam Rowe. Now he kept Jack Revolt to one yeah. against Richmond. Well, he kept. Um, he kept the slate free, I think, with mm. uh, with uh, Hogan, and um, well, you know, that's so much so that Hogan got very stroppy, well, as we know, and has well, just got two weeks for his trouble, hasn't he? Very, very true. So I, I just think we're getting a lot out of uh, a lot of players at the moment, but it's the it's the youth that I think is really driving this team at the moment. That's mm. the that is the future of the uh, of the Count Football Club, and it's magnificent to look on and see just where this team is heading mm. uh, on the backs of, of its youth. And um, um, long may continue. Uh, SPS's goal, uh, first goal, did you notice players running from... Well, I, I thought at the rate it was going, Earl Spaulding was going to run <laughs> over from Perth to congratulate him. What a it great was, moment. It was. It was a great moment for him. And I, and I guess, you know, you kick your first goal, it must be a settler. You know, you, yeah. you, you're breaking the ice and then, and then perhaps you're not as conscious mentally of, you mm. know, will the next one go through or not, you know, I, I think to get that one out of the road, it, it must be such for a relief for a young player and certainly as Samo has shown that, that in the first fortnight of his career what he can, can bring mm. to this group and um, you know, with Pickett also out there, yeah. I mean th- these are two exciting players yeah, uh, that agree. we really look forward to seeing more of. Let's talk about Marchbank um, you know, a settled, well uh, two weeks in um, just looks completely comfortable uh, uh, on the G in front of big crowds. Absolutely. Um, a, a rebounding, you know, athletic uh, key position defender who I think is going to really set Carlton up, mm. um, you know, probably for the better part of the next decade. You know, I, I know they're totally different players, but just if you think back to, you know, you know, 95, that great uh, stellar year for the club and, you know, Christo was the yeah. player that, 
just set Carlton up. With long raking left long kicks. kicks. And he's run and dash out of, yeah. out of the defensive half of the ground. And I think we may have found a, um, you know, a, a classic quintessential rebounding, rebounding defender, an attacking defender, that will really become an important player for the Carlton Football Club, much the same as, you know, Rance is considered mm. the same at Richmond. So I, I really that, like him. How will that work with when Kieran Byrne comes back? Um, he provides much the same sort of role, doesn't he? Well, I think Kieran Byrne off a half-back flank is going to, uh, I guess, only add to that yeah. uh, attacking, attacking um, you know, that momentum that mm. uh, we, we're looking for out of our... Uh, our uh, Last line of defence, um, middle he'll play up the ground, probably mm. half back. But um, he showed until he did the knee just how uh, attacking a, uh, a player he actually is. And um, yes, his comeback can't happen quick enough, can it, Tony? No. We, we want him back in that uh, in that starting eighteen. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I, now I was at the game, obviously. So were you? It was um, heart in the mouth stuff. Uh, Jack Silvani had that set shot. We could have been sixteen points up. That's by the by. It's a matter of history now. But there was – um, this is a group that I guess has to learn because I know, you know, Bolt's described the game as the one that got away. To mm. him there was no, you know, um, you can't walk away saying, well, it was a noble defeat. It was a game that should have been won. So um, <clears throat> how do you feel about that, that Bolt's assessment of the game and the fact that um, the playing group – were close but not close enough. Well, I think it was great that he, he you know, he, he really made a point of impressing that to the players that this mm. was an opportunity lost because, um, yes, yeah, you know, the Carlton team is evolving. We understand that. But, as you say, uh, the team had actually worked hard enough to find itself yeah. in a position going to the last quarter where it could actually, you know, record a, a pretty meritorious victory. Mm. That moment was gone... And a lot of lessons, I think, would have been learned in the aftermath of that of that performance. You know, um, uh, the players were kept indoors for quite a while afterwards. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, and so I'm sure that the message would have been in part on the players that look, we were in an op- we had an opportunity here to mm. uh, to to land four points and we didn't take it. So um, I think what comes of this is that with every quarter, perhaps every minute, every second of every game current players are learning, you yeah. know, and, and this was just another salutary lesson that I'm sure they will pick up on and, and hopefully try to rectify so it doesn't happen again. But, um, uh, yes, they did come away, the players, quite disappointed, mm. considering what might have been. You know, it was uh, the team was on the cusp of one of the more significant uh, victories mm. um, in some time, and it wasn't to be. But as you say, I mean, <clears throat> having gone through... So a year or two or, or maybe even longer of uh, blowouts of of being, I don't know, three or four goals off the pace. This was a competitive outfit and uh, it was thrilling to be at a game. It well, was Carlton supporters were right in it. I think you're right what you're saying. I, unfortunately, what we don't have at the moment is the consistency. Mm. But what we do have are moments of uh, where, where the ball movement is magnificent to watch. Uh, the, the You know, the Bolton style of play is attacking and mm. aggressive. The players, as we saw after the um, after the incident with Cripps and Lewis, are prepared to fly the flag, yeah. uh, and that tells me that this is a tight knit group of players that play for each other. Um, so there's just so much to like about the way these players are, are going about their business under the watch of a, a very good coach and 
Welcome to you. Mm. Um, can, uh, just before we get on to previewing um, the uh, Essendon game, um, uh, how did you view Murphy's game? Well, I think Murph will probably admit that there were a couple of, you know, errant disposers that might have proved costly in the final analysis. Mm. Uh, but, look, Murphy's capacity to, to lead, you know, can't be questioned. And uh, I've, when I think of Murph, I've always thought that um, he was a player that never really tends to get the protection that he probably yes. deserves. Yeah. Um, he's a player that puts his head over the ball quite often for little return. Mm. And um, I just think, you know, he's, he's a brave, extremely brave Carlton player. And uh, I just think that, um, you know, if we can continue to get um, leadership from Murphy and his likes, it's going to reflect on the team well in totality. Because, mm. as I said earlier, I think it's the young players that are really leading the way for Carlton at the moment. And um, I'm sure the older players like Murph and Gibbs and Simpson and, and whoever... Darken. They, yeah. they feed off that. Yeah. And, um, and that's good for Carlton, as I said, in its totality. Now, before we get to previewing uh, the game against uh, Essendon, your three votes, Tony DeBolfo, for the Carlton-Melbourne game. Look, I actually went with... Uh, yes, I, I went with one vote. I gave uh, Daisy Thomas. Yep. I, thought, I thought Daisy was particularly brave, uh, as I said earlier, in the way to come back from that pretty bad knock. And, well, he's, um, he's running backward with the flight of the oh, ball, yeah, wasn't he? It's the, yeah. it's that, the state, that position no one wants to be yeah. in and he committed himself it was his turn to go and he did and all power to him under enormous pressure all week I thought he was commendable I gave uh, two votes to uh, Caleb Marchbank yep. again I think he's really showing with each game just how invaluable a player he's becoming for Carlton really like the way he plays all that attacking um, you know, key position defender, and three votes I, I gave to his offside a Lockie Plowman, and I think great. I think Lockie is um, again like Marchbank seems to be going from strength to strength and yeah. really finding his his place in this team, and I think Carlton is benefiting from a, a really tight knit core of attacking defenders mm. that are going to set us up. Uh, you know, for the long term, so all power to Lockie. Well, not only that tone, but. Um uh, kept Melbourne to scoring under 100 points against Well, they did us. indeed. And, and might I say, I, 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 an honourable mention to Matthew Wright for his yeah. three goals, because yes, I thought indeed. he was terrific as well. But yeah. sorry, Matty, I couldn't quite fit you in this week. Yeah. Um, three goals to Jiffy Garlett as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what did you, one of them was an absolute pearler, wasn't it? The well, it was. And forward pocket. Well, and I'm no surprise, really, to yeah. those of us that saw him strutty stuff in Dark Navy. Yeah. It's, um, you know, with Jeffrey, I always think of that... Running goal against Richmond in that final. Oh, right? yes. Of mind. Uh, uh, but let's move on, Tony. All right, let's do that. Well, Carlton, Essendon, they're back. They had, a, <clears throat> they had an interesting year last year. That happens when you run um, a, a supplement program of questionable legality. Um, they, are, they have been in good form, though, and uh, this is going to be a ding-dong struggle. It will indeed, and the talk out of, uh, out of Tullamarine is that uh, Matthew Lornberger might win a recall, so that's obviously going to stretch Carlton's uh, big man um, capability. Not sure where Andrew Phillips is at yet, but we desperately need him back. Mm. And one player I didn't acknowledge earlier, Tom, was Matthew Cruiser. And oh, what yeah. a great year he is having just because of the fact he's moving so freely, mm. the legacy of a full pre-season. So uh, Cruiser will have his work cut out this week, no doubt, but I've got full faith that, that he'll be up to the task. And he's 
he's one of those senior players that truly is leading from the front. And mm. I think a lot of players, both young and older, Carl, are really feeding off that because they probably understand what he's been through these past yeah. five years with um, injury and so many setbacks that uh, they are to a man inspired by the way he's going about it. And it's uh, it's great for Carlton that he's uh, he's up and about, that's for sure. So, look, uh, it'll be a, a tough call. Um, you know, we're obviously still uh, awaiting the time we go to air of uh, the, the make-up of our team and who takes a field and who doesn't. You know, uh, obviously, um, you know, it's been documented that Cripps and, and um, uh, Sam Rowe, uh, you know, got to be monitored. We yeah. hope they come up. Um, but uh, we'll need them all... Um, up and running, uh, given that uh, the Bombers, as you say, have won two from two starts. And let's not forget, Tony, that the reigning wooden spooners actually put us to the sword in mm. the final game yes. of last year, which was a lamentable end of the season. It really was. For the Carlton team and, and the Carlton faithful. So let's hope that the boys can turn it around um, and, and get the chocolates this week. Carlton will be wearing the blue out Guernsey. Now, that has special significance for the suburb of Carlton, doesn't it? Well, it does, because it's a lovely throwback to the blue stone of yeah. uh, the back blocks of uh, Carlton that surrounds Tony. And, um, you know, uh, you look at um, some of the old streets that flank the old Carlton Ground Royal Parade, of course, the obvious one. But down to Ligon Street and Canning and all those lovely streets, Pigden and Garton Street mm. and Rathdown that, you know, were synonymous with uh, with Carlton and uh, are so inextricably linked with the football club. I understand uh, what the club was trying to do here and in, to, um, I suppose, reawaken the essence of Carlton mm. and, what, what, and, and the power of suburbia and the relationship that a football team has with, with its own demographic. And um, we're both old enough to remember the days when league football was territorial. Mm. If you lived in Carlton, you supported Carlton, yep. you played for Carlton, no yep. correspondence entered into. So I think I think when we, we reflect on the Guernseys that the players wear this week, um, we keep that in mind. And, and it's a nice throwback to those who have come before mm. that have given so much to this club. And uh, Big Nick always says, you know, um, I am but passing the baton. Mm. to the next person that will take this club forward. Um, and I think that's what the players who wear this Guernsey have to understand when they run out in the in the bluestone top against Eston this week. Well said, Tony DeBolfo, well said. Now, just quickly before we wind up, Big Nick is coming into the club this week. Yes, I did mention Big Nick, Tony, and uh, who would have thought that it's actually uh, April the 20th this year, which uh, marks the 60th anniversary 60. of Big Nick's first game for the Carlton Football Club, our greatest ever player, ran out here at uh, Princess Park on the 20th of April 1957 against Hawthorne, started in the back pocket. His brother Don was playing in the centre, and uh, I was speaking to Nick briefly about it last week and he'd mentioned that uh, he probably lasted about a quarter of a bit in the back pocket yeah. and then someone threw him up. I think it was Jim Francis, the coach, threw him into the uh, the ruck contest for the set of outs and basically he never left there for the next yeah. 18 years. That was his domain. So Nick's coming into the club uh, later in the week to reflect on that first game that he played, the, you know, the first of 300 great games for the Carlton Football Club. Uh, premiership player, premiership captain, coach, most cap Victorian player in history, the history of the game. We'll never see his likes again, and still loves Carlton as much as he did when he when he first on the the famous number two 
Guernsey. He takes a great interest in the likes of Wietering and, and mm-hmm. Marchbeck and how they're faring. Um, has every faith in the young kids and believes in what uh, Brendan Bolton, the coaching committee, are trying to achieve here. And um, you know that if you've got Big Nick in your corner, that um, you know that the club's on the right track and things are tracking along all right, at least on the football field. So, excellent. All power to him. Look forward to to renewing acquaintance with with Nick on on. Um, Thursday here at the club. Well, it's an incredible anniversary. Uh, good luck with that tone. Uh, the two tones will be back next week. I f- uh, firmly hope and trust yes. uh, discussing a victory against Essendon. They are always, uh, well, uh, last year's game uh, aside, they are more often than not, I should say, um, exciting tussles and contests. And we certainly hope uh, the one on Saturday uh, results in a victory for Carlton. Uh, it is Sunday, Tony. Sunday, course. I should say. Sorry, and it's a Carlton home game, Excellent. so we want uh, the Blue Faithful out in force. That's for sure, because um, you know there'd be nothing better than knocking um, the same olds as they used to be called yes. over at the MCG. They've been called other things in the last couple of years too, <laughs> yes. often by lawyers. Um, so that's Carlton v Essendon, Sunday the 9th of April, MCG at 3.20. Remember the Blue Out Guernsey. We'll see you there. This has been the Two Tones with Tony DeBolfo. Cheerio, Tony. And Tony Moakley. We'll catch you next week.